the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Well, good afternoon and welcome to you. Great to have you on board for this Thursday edition of Lifeline for the seventh day of July, 7-7-22, in case you weren't keeping track. We've got a pretty important program for you tonight. Um, it has long been the mission of this program down low through our 30-plus-something years to uh, keep you abreast of, of, of events going on in the news and things that may potentially be shaping up, whether it be in Washington, D.C. or in Sacramento, that could potentially have a profound impact on your life, the health of your family, your freedoms, all of it. Well, today's program is certainly no different, and I want to begin by introducing you to a constitutional amendment that um, normally I would say you'll be hearing a lot more about, but likely, given the subject matter, you will probably hear scant little discussion in the mainstream media in the hopes that if all the details, if the totality of the impact of this California constitutional amendment does not quite make it to daylight, that voters, out of perhaps ignorance or just not taking the time to do their homework, will vote on behalf of it and Unlike a federal-level constitutional amendment where it takes ratification by um, two-thirds of the state, majority vote in uh, Congress, two-thirds ratification, this just simply requires a simple majority, and it becomes the law of the state of California. Now, let me walk you through it real quick. This is not going to be like reading from the phone book. It's barely a paragraph long. To it, SCA 10. California Constitution declares that defending life and liberty, acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, and pursuing and obtaining safety, happiness, and privacy are inalienable rights, and that a person may not be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law or equal protection of the laws. Existing law... The Reproductive Privacy Act, wait for it, declares that every individual possesses a fundamental right of privacy and with respect to personal reproductive decisions and prohibits the state from denying or interfering with a person's right to choose or obtain an abortion before viability of the fetus or when the abortion is necessary to protect, here are our air quotes, the life or health of the person. This measure would amend the California Constitution to prohibit the state from denying or interfering with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. Close quote. Fundamental right? Really? Where? And I find it interesting that as much as this empowers a woman to 
make the decision at any time, for any reason, under any set of circumstances, at any level of gestation, as much as it touts defending life and liberty, clearly it left out, in parenthesis, but not all. Wow. Let's unpack this. Brian Johnston back with us this evening. He, of course, is the host of Life Matters, heard Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. here on KFAX. He is the Western Regional Director with the California Right to Life. And, uh, Brian, beyond just the shocking language of this proposed California constitutional amendment, the fact that this is almost kind of sneaking in under the cover of darkness, there's been no public discussion, unlike most ballot measures that have to be, um, you know, petition signed. We've all gone into the grocery store and seen, you know, paid for petition gatherers getting signatures to qualify something for the ballot. This was just kind of rushed through, no opposition whatsoever. And I'm going to bet they're going to try to keep it under wraps for as long as possible, because I would hope to think that if most Californians hear the language of this proposal and really grasp the understanding of the words that it uses, they'll begin to realize what's really at play here. Well, Craig, exactly right. And that's the situation. It's already on the ballot. It's going to be proposition number one. And you're exactly right. What you read, and you know this, those are buzzwords. That's the the propaganda, and I think it's important. We did talk about this the other day, but if you're living in America right now, you need to understand that the dominant media culture enjoys controlling your opinion. And they do it with language. Language represents ideas. And so the language used implies one thing, but it means quite a different thing. And so the idea of reproductive rights, that's reproduced in abortion. It's exactly the opposite of reproducing. Because we know in an abortion, there is a human being involved, otherwise it's not an abortion. In a canine abortion, you're, you're ending a puppy's life, maybe several. In a human abortion, we know this is intentionally using medicine, not for its primary purpose, which is to benefit the life of that person that's being cut. No, it's being used intentionally to end that life. And so all of the language that you mentioned, and there's so much more, and another time we'll talk about the deceitful language of abortion. But more to the point, we have less than 100 days. And California citizens will have in their hands their ballots. Because now it isn't election day, it's election month. The month of October, people will be have will have in their hands, and then they'll get follow-up, a lot of it from, of course, the media and the Democrat Party and the abortion industry, which is funded with election dollars. Why Proposition 1 is about freedom. It's about freedom of choice, as if this were hair color, as if this were what shoes you're going to wear. Well, there needs to be an examination of what it means. You mentioned again, and it's so important, Greg, the fact is, is that when Roe was passed, we've talked about this, and there's discussion in Roe, it's a decision, but explicitly it says, well, there'll be an exception 
will be an exception for the life or the health. Now that term life is equated with a new term, health, and then in Doe versus Bolton, health is described as anything, literally, psychological, sociological, any matter that the abortionists think may impact that is licit under Roe. That's what gave us abortion on demand. That magic word, quote, health. And so when they say it's only for the life of health, otherwise it's really restricting abortions. No, I'm afraid they're lying to you, and you have to understand how the media lies. It's actually been told to you, if you've been to school and you read 1984, if you've read dystopic novels, where there's a society that's being controlled by a dominant media, you know this. You need to wake up to now our culture is controlled by a dominant media that wants the freedom to kill human babies as somehow a social good. And it's not. When you look at it, every one of these children is a wanted child. Planned Parenthood says, oh, every child a wanted child. There are couples waiting years to adopt these kids. Most importantly, once this is passed on the ballot, there will be no laws that the state legislature can pass because it will be in the Constitution. So informed consent, this is one of the few medical procedures that does not have to be explicitly explained and the possible dangers explained to that woman before she consents. What they're told is a lot of the propaganda. It's just a blob of tissue. This won't hurt at all. It may feel difficult for you. may leave, but it's going to be. It is a propagandistic informed consent. It doesn't explain the procedure. Are you 46? We already know this. Are you 46? It's become very, very popular. It is a very powerful double-barreled. It's two chemicals, artificial steroids, that attack the woman first. They attack her body. That's why the child can't survive in her body. They actually attack the hormones of the woman and dramatically alter it. All of a sudden, then, there's a chemical jolt. She doesn't know when it's going to happen. She expels the baby. And that's the amazing thing about this process, Brian, that people don't stop to consider that there is a, a chemical-slash-hormonal change that fundamentally forces the body to unnaturally so reject the baby. And, you know, we kind of touched on this yesterday, the fact that the FDA is not looking at this and all of the potential side effects that have long been proven throughout, uh, you know, the existence of this medication that goes back probably 20, 25 years now. The fact that the FDA has steered clear of this is very troubling. But we've just begun to scratch the surface. Brian pointed out something a moment ago that needs to be underscored, highlighted, italicized, red lights shined on it, all of it that this rush to place this into consideration before California voters to be codified ultimately in the Constitution and therefore beyond the scope of any future California legislature to pass laws to treat the issue in a more sane and, quite frankly, moral manner, well, it just completely wipes that out. And believe me, it is far easier to get a constitutional amendment passed than to 
reverse that process. Oh, but wait, like a good Ginsu knife commercial, there's so much more. So stay with us. Brian Johnston with us tonight. He, of course, is the host of Life Matters, comes your way Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. on KFAX. Brian is the Western Regional Director with the National Right to Life Committee. We are unpacking news that you're not going to hear in many other places. California Constitutional Amendment, SCA 10, coming to a ballot box near you. And, uh, you know, there's almost a sense that without proper warning and education, this will be in a state like California, faith accompli. But if you get educated and help educate others, perhaps we can stop it in its tracks. 517 from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, we're back 21 minutes after the hour, 5 o'clock, here on the Thursday edition of Lifeline. Uh, sometimes sometimes the clock or the calendar can tell a pretty significant story. And I think it certainly does in the case of Constitutional Amendment 10, a ballot measure that will be before California voters this November. Brian Johnston's with us from the National Right to Life committee to discuss. And, and Brian, I find it oddly curious that from the time the federal lawsuit was filed, the Supreme Court fully took three years before it handed down its ultimately disastrous Roe v. Wade, Doe v. Bolton decisions in 1973. Three full years to consider it. It took 49 years and four months for the court to reverse that um, misapplication of the Constitution. But ironically, ironically here in California, to change the language of the California Constitution in such a significant and radical fashion took all of 21 days. From the time this was first introduced to the time it was approved for placement on the ballot, by the California Secretary of State, only 21 days had passed. Some might say that denotes a sense of urgency. I'm going to suggest that means it's also, A, incredibly careless, and B, there is a rush to do this because they probably really don't want Californians to have the opportunity to fully understand what is in this constitutional amendment. Yes, Greg, that's exactly right. And I think it's important right now it is now called Amendment 1. It's Proposition 1 on the ballot. So the SCA, that's its name in the past. For voters, this is Proposition 1, the Reproductive Rights or Reproductive Freedom Amendment. Here's the one advantage we have, facts. And many Americans, and even Californians, I remember Lincoln saying, he said that you can fool all the people some of the time. You can fool some of the people all of the time. You cannot fool all the people all the time. And that's what's happening. People have had enough of the deceitfulness of the misrepresentation of what choice means. Oh, we just want choice. Really? You just want choice, but what is the, what's being chosen? Can we talk about that, please? Please? Let's just talk about that. No, we just want choice. Shut up. We want freedom. That's all we can talk about. People have they've grown tired, and I think I think it's time to wake up. We're not giving up on this. There's much we can say about again in other states. Uh, 
and and Governor Newsom's making a big thing about other states are going to restrict choice. I want to remind you that all of those laws, and we've talked about them in the past in this program, they're very reasonable. The average Californian, much less the average American, supports them, like parental notice before an abortion takes place. That's to protect the woman that's pregnant. Informed consent to protect the woman. The, the laws that they're concerned about are actually, first and foremost, protective of the woman. And, of course, cognizant of the child. But they don't want to look at it that way. And so there's a lot of deceit being used, a lot of artificial language. There is a new committee now. It's been formed against Proposition 1. And there's people joining in. It's called Women for Babies. No on Proposition 1. And we're getting a lot of support on that. But it's the facts about reproduction and reproductive rights. And all no on one women for babies is going to do is explain these facts. California Pro-Life Council supports this, and that's what we've been doing. But sometimes people don't understand this is about human beings. It's about helping women. And that has been misrepresented by a very, I would use the word diabolical, but I think a lot of listeners understand what that means. There's some very evil turns of phrase that have been used to confuse people. And particularly folks that you know in your family or maybe they go to your church, maybe they have been seduced by the language of abortion. Well, you're going to get a lot of chances now and feel it as your obligation to talk about this. Because every voter in the state is going to be a lawmaker this coming October, and then they'll start counting on November 7th. We used to consider that Election Day. Well, that's just when they stop, and then they start the counting. So it's important that you be involved if you want to volunteer. i got to tell you, we're going to need a lot of help. So if I could be so bold, if anyone wants to help, and there's so many things to do, just send an email to California Pro-Life, info at CaliforniaProLife.org. We're helping out in a lot of aspects, and then the No Committee will be No on Prop 1, Women for Babies. And what I like about it, you mentioned this, Craig, that's natural. I think we need to understand that when a wife, I'm in awe of my wife, <laughs> she knows that, I say it a lot, women are not the same as men, contrary to... Uh, popular culture, and women are actually designed in a way that I could never do, and even though some people want to, oh, it's a birthing person. No, I'm sorry. That is a woman, and she's become a mother. And women actually, according to nature, they actually are designed to be, they want to be moms. And if they fight it, it comes at a cost. We don't want to force a woman, but there's alternatives to killing the baby. And if a woman is in a situation, and i got to tell you, we do. The pro-life movement is very well known for compassion and support for women in very difficult circumstances. But having a baby is not unnatural. Killing the baby is what's unnatural. So you might say, we're kind of, we're into nature. We're into the laws of nature, <laughs> how things really work. 
So women for babies is actually a very natural approach to this debate in telling the facts about reproduction. What are the facts? They're self-evident. Those facts need to be known. The abortion industry, LA Times, CBS, NBC, PBS, they don't really frame it that way. They have a job as the dominant media. And I've talked to reporters, I'll be honest with you. They also they work for faceless corporations. And they have to use the language they're told to use. So I've talked to reporters who said, Wow, wow, how am I gonna word this? Because they know if they challenge their corporation's decision to be, quote, pro-choice, they're in trouble. They might have to leave their post. So we're dealing with an incredible society right now that you're in the middle of. This is, I, I never thought I would see this time, but you are looking at, at a dystopian culture that people are waking up. And I believe it is Christians, first and foremost. That's where things need to start. We need to represent actual reality, the objective, natural reality. And we need to explain it and be good at explaining it and doing it in love. So this challenge is honest. As I said, we've got 100 days, and every Californian is going to say yes or no to this ballot measure. Getting those facts out, the facts are on our side. And facts are terrible things to win. So it's not about my theology. It isn't about your theology. Is this a human baby? And are there better answers? Prop 1 will say there'll be no answers. We will not let parents ever be informed. Fathers will never have rights in our state. We will not allow anything that, quote, limits choice to ever become law in California again. Well, and you know what's That's ironic what about this, Brian, is the fact that there are there's no consideration given for parental rights whatsoever. Um, there's no attempt to try to address the issue that there is a healthy percentage of abortions that are performed on minors. And of course, a lot of this is being done because we recognize many states around California, the so-called red states, um, are passing laws that will restrict abortion. So California is expecting a huge influx. Well, wait a minute. What what about the notion of, of transporting a minor across state lines for purposes of a medical procedure that's found to be illegal in one's home state, but not in California. I mean, you've got to think if there was any other title to this procedure, if it was getting, you know, Botox or, or dental implants, that somebody would stop and say, wait a minute, what about parental rights here? What about the fact that, and I've often cited this, and this is absolute truth in the state of California, that if your child goes in to the school nurse and says, I have a headache, they cannot, they cannot administer something as simple as aspirin without parental consent. However, that same child can walk into the nurse and say, I think I'm pregnant. You as a parent not only have no right to know, the school officials are barred from sharing any of those details with you. Imagine the scenario, and it does happen, where a child could potentially in a botched abortion, bleed out on the table. And you as a parent learn about this for the first time when you got a call from the coroner's office? Really? Is that is that how we want to care for children in the state of California? More to come as we uh, 
deal with the topic of Proposition 1, SCA 10, this California constitutional amendment that will go before voters um, come the the, uh, fall election. And uh, as Brian Johnston is pointing out, boy, this is just frightening in so many ways. Don't know where to begin. But we're going to come back to more of our discussion and share more of the details with you as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We are discussing today with Brian Johnston of the National Right to Life Committee, California Proposition Number 1. You say, uh, haven't heard of it. Well, yeah, that's uh, maybe because it's a bit too premature uh, for the um, November election cycle here, the general election in November, but also probably because the author and supporters of this, the beneficiaries, largely organizations like Planned Parenthood, probably would rather you not know about this constitutional amendment, because were you to fully understand the details and the breadth and depth of this barely two-paragraph long but incredibly dangerous and potent two paragraphs— that if you don't know about it, well, you probably won't act on it. Or you might even mistakenly vote for it, thinking you're supporting one thing. And I'm going to bet, Brian, by the time this shows up on a ballot, they will have tweaked the titling of this in such a fashion that it's going to be, it'll, it'll be something about freedom or, 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 or such language that tends to resonate with Americans. And, and sadly, you know, we, we can talk about uh, freedom of religion or freedom from religion. Both have the word freedom, two very significantly different meanings, two very different outcomes. I would suspect they'll probably tweak the title in such a fashion to try to uh, to fool people into voting for this. And what's problematic beyond just on the face value of codification of abortion on demand in California under any set of circumstances, but I have to wonder, uh, parents, they have no rights, they have no say-so. It would be illegal, essentially, at least from the California state perspective, to transport minors across the border for an abortion procedure? I mean, there are some questions here that obviously need to be debated for which there are answers that the sponsors of this particular constitutional amendment, I'm sure, would rather not be discussed. That's right. They they do not want facts discussed. And that's why we don't have the resources they have. I think that's pretty obvious when you look at the dominant media culture. But we do have folks who love the truth. And it's important that the facts get out. Now, I just, before our call today, I was communicating with Sam Sorbo. I think a lot of people are familiar with Sam and Kevin Sorbo. They met on the set of uh, the Hercules TV show. But they're a great Christian couple that are involved now in the culture wars, very, very pro-life. And I'm hoping Sam will be one of the leads. And I'm trying to get a hold of Patty Heaton. Patricia Heaton is very well known from Hollywood, uh, and she calls herself a feminist for life. But it's going to be important that high-profile folks be involved. But it's going to take more than that. It's going to take a lot of money that we don't have. But the other thing in money, in politics, isn't just money. They say money's the, the, the mother's milk of politics. But really, it's people. And I want to encourage listeners, be educated Take the extra time and then be able to give an answer, because I promise you, you will 
have the opportunity. There will be people who disagree with you. There will be people that will say, yeah, but what about a woman's right to control the body, freedom to, to do what she wishes with her body, and all the different kinds of arguments that you've heard. Be, be ready to nicely give an answer. And that's what we're here to do, to equip you in this battle. It's a battle for facts and truth. And for this reason, if you're a Christian, Christ has come into your life, and for this reason, to bear witness to the truth. That's why he came into the world, and that's why we're here. So we're here to say what's true and to equip others to understand the truth. This is going to be an incredible battle. Again, there's so many things culturally when you wake up and you realize that there are other people that have awakened. It's so comforting. I I mentioned yesterday Jack Nicholson, and Jack Nicholson found out when he was 37 from a reporter who wanted to kind of insult him and get an inside scoop. Well, you're adopted. So what are you talking about? And it turns out that it was an unusual adoption, that the woman he thought was his sister was actually his mother. And the woman he thought was his mother was actually his grandmother. And he was floored, of course, and they confirmed. And they loved him. They knew, and he knew, and there were other options available, even back then. There were doctors, and that's, just so you know, the back alley abortionists, those are doctors who used medicine to kill a living baby then, and they're doing it now, and it was dangerous then, and it's dangerous now. But back to, to Jack Nicholson, he admits, in Hollywood, it's not very popular, but he says, I am pro-life. I have got no other option. I wouldn't be here. And so he's very straightforward. Go ahead and look it up, Jack Nicholson. And so of all people, he's ardently pro-life, and he won't back down. But there are people in your culture that have not been subsumed under the cloud of darkness and the fog of language. They've not bought into it. And you need to be one of those shining lights in this culture that can tell the truth and explain it to others. This is a human being, a unique human being. There's a reason those laws were there before Roe, and that now that Roe is is overturned, that states can now protect those within their borders. In California, we'd like to. This Proposition 1 would prohibit any kind of protections in California. Prohibit them. Even discuss, you can't, you will not be able to pass any laws because it will be in the Constitution. So we have a narrow window, and again, I, I want to just let people know, if you want to help, there's things for you to do, even if it's small. And if you go to CaliforniaProLife.org, info at CaliforniaProLife.org, and say, I'd like to help. That's fine. We'll find stuff for you to do. As I said, we've got 100 days. <laughs> Yeah, the, the clock is ticking, and there's a lot of work to be done. And, and Brian, as you aptly point out, um, there, there's undoubtedly going to be um, a, a bit of collective silence in many parts of the media. Um, there is a sense of complicitness 
uh, to be sure. Uh, in a state like California, and I, I don't purport to know uh, the backroom deals, but I imagine that they do indeed go on between organizations that um, handsomely financially benefit from abortion on demand, uh, those that craft and um, uh, pass our laws, or in this case, pass them along, uh, so that uh, it can be said, well, this is, the, this is the vote of the will of the people of California even though it may not be, and that Californians may not fully understand for what it is that they are voting. And and the language, again, is so, is so horrifically suspect because it speaks of fundamental rights and yet never never defines what those fundamental rights are or where they come from. Um, and, and so when you look at the proposition on face value, um, it, it's pretty easy to sort of pull back the layers of deception and understand what they're attempting to do here. Um, part of it is as little time to consider this as possible, limited public debate and public discourse on the matter, limited information, limited information related to what may be available via the uh, the, the popular media. And then at the end of the day, um, California voters will probably be subjected to language within the wording of this. That's one of those you think you're voting against it, but you're actually voting for it kind of deals. You've, you've undoubtedly seen those if you've been a longtime um, voter here in California. And then we add to this the greater questions of not just the matter of parental rights for both the father of the child up for abortion, but also parental rights for the child going in to receive an abortion. Let me say that again. Parental rights for the child going in to receive an abortion. One thing we've not touched upon, I want to do it after we come back from a timeout, and that is the financial ramifications of all of this. Um, I love the folks in the state of Missouri, and there are ways in which, as we pay federal taxes, we all help each other out. But if Missouri wants to pass a law um, that is going to be restrictive or provide some kind of service only to people in the state of Missouri or Mississippi, I'm not really eager to help participate financially in that because I don't live in that state. And yet as Californians, yeah, you're going to be asked to pick up the tab in a real big way. What do I mean by that? Well, let's get more details from Brian Johnston coming up right after this timeout from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, 10 away from the hour of 6 p.m. And uh, here in hour number one of tonight's program, we are discussing Proposition 1. So what's that, Craig? Well, it's um, a constitutional amendment to the California Constitution that was rushed from proposal to approval by the Secretary of State for placement on the November ballot or the fall ballot in less than a month, even though ironically it took three years for the Supreme Court to decide Roe, 49 and a half years to conclude that they were wrong. Californians are never going to be accused of being slow in the uptake, especially when it comes to uh, sadly dealing with topics like abortion. One of the other issues lingering behind all of this, Brian, beyond the threat to the child's life, beyond depriving parents of parental rights, um, beyond even questions related to the the legalities of this in a, in a broader sense, the morality of this, that minors can travel across state lines to receive a medical procedure that deemed uh, 
illegal in their home state, but because it's legal in California, here they come. And, of course, um, it seems as if the governor and the California legislature want to remove as many barriers as possible, not only legally and constitutionally, but even financially. Uh, I I would imagine many Californians would be terribly upset if we proposed the building of a new state highway in Texas and then said California residents are going to pay for it. Most people would say it would never benefit me unless I went to Texas. I don't live there. If it's part of our federal dollars that we all help each other out, that's fine. But to essentially tax Californians for a portion of road that will only benefit Texans doesn't make a lot of sense. But that's exactly what they're proposing here, and that is that California will pick up the tab for minors receiving abortions traveling across state lines. What? Seriously? Yes, Craig. And there's so much more. I think you you are touching on this broader issue now for Californians and the new woke form of democracy. We call it that because it's the opposite of democracy. This is an authoritarianism that once you're elected, I can do whatever I want. That's invoking the divine right of kings. I've been elected. We have the majority. You're, if you disagree, you need to shut up. We're going to use all of the assets of the state in any way we wish, and our governor has done that. And as you point out, it isn't just for California women that they'll get this privilege of ending the life of their child. This is for women everywhere, and it'll be marketed to them, but you're raising some questions now, because that's a lot of money. These tourist abortions are going to cost a lot of money, but all the flights will be paid for. If you miss any time off of work, we'll cover that. State of California will write you a check for that. Need the hotel room? You will, because you're going to have to have recovery time in California. The State of California taxpayers will pay for that. It's a tourist abortion vacation, and you're paying for it. Now, this is this is incredible when you really look at it, and there's many ways that authoritarian governments cover how they move money from one fund to another. There's a lot of questions about the California budget, what it really is, because even though we're supposedly in a budget surplus, our governor has already increased the gas tax. When California, there's something wrong here. He's using this position of authority for authoritarianism. This isn't democracy, my friends. It's authoritarianism. He's increased the gas tax in the name of having more money for the state of California for all the great things that that he's going to do with it. But this is a grab of power, and he's not let go. And we're seeing this, as you said, hey, if you leave aside the abortion, the ethical questions of human abortion, what he's doing in terms of democracy is beyond any pale. This is just madness, and no one is calling calling him back. The media seems to just go along with it. So we're living in a dystopian culture. You have, many of you know that now, but now the question is what to do with it. You have to inform your friends. You have to speak up. And uh, hopefully we're going to see some sea change at this election. We did fairly well in the last election. Many of you know that. We were encouraging you to vote locally. 
your best chance of winning is locally. And in the fall, there's going to be more school boards, city council. They cannot steal a school board race because there's not enough votes to cover it up. They can't fudge it. So we've won many school boards and local races. In the fall, there's even more in every one of California's 58 counties. There's going to be county elections, cities, villages, hamlets. Every jurisdiction has a representative form of government. And if you're involved in civics, when the church gets involved and understands it needs to be involved in civics, you can bring your values and you can win. So that's going to be happening in the fall on those local levels. And then all the way up, and yes, all the way up to the governor's race, but all the way up now to the ballot measures to prop one. You must be equipped, you must understand, and you must tell others, you must equip others to be effective voices in their community. And don't be ashamed to, to when they throw words at you and they throw the phrases, say, well, hang on a sec, I'd love to talk about this. I'd love to talk about women's rights. Let's do. I, I, I'm a big fan of women. But what does that mean? You know, that's, that, again, rights, I'll just very quickly, there's a, there's a mistaken ident- idea that somehow if you can do something, therefore it's a right. That That is not the definition of a right. An ability is not the same as a right. I have the ability, I have a giant plumber's wrench, Greg. <laughs> giant. And you can actually, I can actually put it around a giant pipe, twenty a 20 inch pipe, and turn it and it's a workout. Upper body workout, men do upper body workouts. So I can actually unscrew giant pipes. But if I said, look, that's my right, and then I went to my neighborhood and applied it to the, the fire hydrants in my neighborhood, somebody's going to say, what are you doing? I said, I have a right to do this. I can do, it's my right to do this. No, I'm sorry. This is not a right. Just because it's an ability of mine, that's not my right. And I got to tell you, the, the fire department will be there and the police department will be very close behind them because what I'm doing impacts the lives of others. And as the saying goes, I have the right to swing my fist, but only as far as your nose. So people are very confused about what their rights are. And it is up to us, because if you're a Christian, you know that rights are first given by God. Inalienable rights are not given by government. But a just government must ensure the God-given rights. And, of course, that's why we talk about the right to life. It's the first. God gave you your right to be alive. And that's got to be protected. And that's what we talk about on Life Matters, and I know that's what we talk about on Lifeline. And now we've got these next few months to really bring it out and really you have an opportunity to stand for what's right here in California. And it'll be a tough battle, uh, but be a happy warrior. Absolutely. And, you know, this is an opportunity to um, not only get educated, but then speak out. Um, because if we don't do it, ultimately, who's going to? Information available on this topic and others at the California Pro-Life website, simply CaliforniaProLife.org. That's CaliforniaProLife.org. Get educated on Proposition 1 or SCA 10. They're one and the same. And uh, as you do so, speak up for life. Coming up on 6 o'clock, 
from KFAX, and let's uh, take care of a little bit of business, as they say. Hour number two around the corner, Bree Jackson joins us as Lifeline continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.